Well, hello everybody. Welcome to today is the 17th of November and uh, just excited about being with the Lord today and with you guys. And um, I want to share today, <coughs> excuse me, I don't have my lapel mic on and basically it's um, going to try because it was sounding a little fuzzy. So I have to learn how to fix the uh, record on my phone so I could do that. Anyway, I was listening to somebody this morning. It was a real, I think it was on Instagram anyway. Um, this person had said, and I'm not going to tell you who it is, but this person had said that uh, manifestations are actually witchcraft. Um, there are some things that some believers um, are part, uh, partake in or whatever and says that it's witchcraft. Well, I have something I want to address in that before we get into the lesson. And that is, you got to be careful because we're attributing to the devil things that God can't do. And, you know, if, if God wants to um, put gold, uh, like I've had many, many times on my hands um, during prayer in different different places, um, I would I would find gold on my hands and, and on my face and stuff. Um, <clears throat> I know in my in my Bible um, at the verse at the chapter that the Lord had given me. It's in the book of Isaiah, and I have um, and I actually have the Passion translation. Well, in it when I bought it, um, I bought it brand new, and there was nothing in these things because I, I look at verses and stuff to check, and uh, so I, I went to this chapter. And in the binding, there was nothing. And, uh, and and it was clean. And then I brought it home and I started to read it. I got to Isaiah 35, which is the verse that God had given me when I was saved. And, uh, and there was some gold in the binding. So, I mean, to attribute to the devil um, something that God can do. Does he? I believe he does something. God can do whatever he wants. He's in heaven and he can do as he wishes. Okay? If he wants to... Uh, and I actually uh, saw, personally, uh, a very good friend of mine. And uh, and he... Uh, we were praying for the, this uh, these women from China. There was like a group of four of them. And uh, we were praying for them. And he had silver come out of his pores and I saw this with my own eyes and it was like there was no witchcraft involved we were worshiping the Lord and this happened uh, I don't think that the devil I mean, you can't attribute to the devil what God does what God can do devil is a um, manipulator he is a copycat he can't create so to attribute stuff like that and um, I remember my ex-wife, <clears throat> she lost her topaz uh, jewel out of her, um, was it her ring? Yeah, for, for one of her ring, one of her big ones. And we looked everywhere for it. And she used to work for Avis. And um, and so she, w she went into the lost and found room. It was not there. Um, you know, we, and then... All of a sudden, they were cleaning out this place, and they were going to vacuum it and, and just empty out the room. Well, she found a topaz uh, gem on the floor. She picked it up, and uh, 
it was different than the one that she had because the one that she had was worn out. And we took it to a jeweler and he said that this is, this is a um, perfect topaz. And I, I can't attribute that to the devil because we weren't asking the devil to replace it. Now, I always say this, and, and I think that we need to start looking at it this way, um, that the Lord does these things unless he doesn't. And now the other thing is that if you worship the jewel, if you worship the gold or you worship the manifestations above the Lord, then yes, it is not of God. I mean, that's not uh, God is a jealous God. He's not going to have any other gods before him. But why would the devil want to draw you closer to the Lord? He doesn't. He wants you to worship those things and uh, and somehow make you feel like you're better off than another person. Now, I have personally never seen oil flow out of a Bible. I've heard it happen um, up in uh, down in uh, Tennessee that um, a guy had it opened up to a certain chapter, and I don't remember what the chapter was, his Bible, and oil kept flowing out of this Bible. And um, eventually he made vials and he was giving it away. And, um, and so um, that's cool. You know, somebody gave me one of those. It's not a big deal. I mean, it was a big deal to me, but I didn't worship. And, and that's where you have to be careful. You cannot worship the, the item. You worship the Lord. And, uh, and I heard somebody say this that if you see the Lord's hand or you're seeking the Lord's hand and he gives you something, you look up and that's all you have to do to see his face. You just look up. <clears throat> and I'm not here to um, to blast this person. I'm not here to defend manifestations. I'm just telling you um, they are of the Lord unless they're not. And so you have to be careful on these things. And I'm not... I'm not going to sit here and argue with people about it. It doesn't really matter. All you have to do is draw yourself closer to the Lord in the midst of all of that. Do you get it? That's what I'm trying to say there. Okay, many of you know I have two books for sale. One of them is called SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. And it's a, it's a devotional from the Song of Songs uh, out of the Passion Translation. I also have another book from Breakdown to Breakthrough, and um, and that's a, a my journey to soul health, and and it has some resources in there dealing with uh, how to heal your soul. Um, Steve Backlund has a book called You're Crazy If You Don't Talk to Yourself, and declarations. Those are part of it, um, and, uh, and, and 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 I recommend that you get those two books if you get them from me then uh, it's 20 bucks, including shipping and handling. Um, so basically $15 plus shipping and handling. Or uh, you can get them from Amazon, and I think it's right about the same, uh, same price. If you have Amazon Prime, there is no shipping and handling. So, um, you know, you can get them from there, from Breakdown to Breakthrough, My Journey to Soul Health, and uh, also SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. And if you get it, you can get one of these. I know it's backwards, but you can get one of these uh, wristbands. I use them to give away to people that I minister to. And, um, <clears throat> and um, so that they can remember what God had done in their lives that day. Okay. Um, 
I like giving them to children. They love to wear them. Um, I did have, I remember this one person in Alaska, this one mother, I said, would you mind if I gave this to your children? And she said, she said, don't give it to them. I was like, really? You know, what's the deal? It's just a wrist thing. Anyway, so, um, so you can get them and you can get up to five. Just ask for them. You go to Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com and that'll take you to the, um, and then I'll, I'll have those shipped out to you. You can get up to five. Just ask for however many you want. If you want one, that's great. If you want two, that's great. Um, so <clears throat> today we're going to pick up on uh, on something. And, and I want to finish a story before we do um, of one I started yesterday and I didn't get to complete it. But um, I was talking about the Romans and what they did. If you believe, you know, like you were talking about if anyone wants to follow Jesus, he must take up his cross daily. And uh, in the first century, the Roman Empire, uh, if you called yourself a believer, Nero would would um, uh, put you up on a uh, uh, on a cross. He'd kill you and then lit you, uh, and light you up on fire, and you basically became the street lamp. Well, there's a story that some believers they put on a lake. You know, people who would not renounce the name of Jesus. And they put them on a frozen lake and, and going out there and they were not allowed to leave. Well, um, and they had Roman guards all around this lake to make sure nobody left. And, uh, and uh, unless they wanted to renounce what they did. So it was freezing nights and these Roman soldiers were out there. Well, there's a story that one Roman soldier actually, um, he was watching in the lake and he would see um, people... I would say it was their soul. He would see their soul leaving and going up to heaven. He kept seeing this 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 manifestation of of angels coming and picking up the people and taking them to heaven as they died. Well, he's watching this and he's in total amazement. And he says um, he says this. You know, that he felt a tug on his on his uh, boot, on his uh, <clears throat> you know his robe, and. Um, and the guy says he wishes to renounce Jesus. Well, the Roman soldier said, dude, get back out there. Don't you see what's going on? He didn't see what was going on. But he, um, the, the Roman soldier actually gave his life to Jesus and was ended up on that lake and ended up going to heaven. Um, so, you know, it's going to cost you something. Christianity is going to cost you something. Being a believer is going to cost you something. You don't get out of it for free. I mean, I know that we have uh, in the 80s, we had the um, the Bless Me Club where people went to the extreme of some doctrines that, you know, prosperity. And if you're sick, you're not uh, you're not saved or you're in living in sin. Um, if you're homeless, you're living in sin. Uh, and that's why you're homeless. And and if you're not driving a Ferrari or whatever. And and, and my argument always was to them, well, if you can't preach it in the third world, then you can't preach it. You shouldn't preach it. And, and I believe, and I've seen in my 50 years of salvation that, um, that I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor one of his chosen begging for bread. So we do go through ups and downs. We go through hard times. And, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you're saved because wealth has very little to do with just money. It's a mind, excuse me, it's a mindset. 
It's a can-do mindset. It's a mindset that says uh, all things are possible in God. With God, all things are possible. Okay, he sent out his word and he healed them. God's word never returns to him without accomplishing what it was set out to do. So you have to recognize that that's part of what God is doing. Now, today, I'm going to talk about the healing of every wounded heart, the healing of every wounded heart. In Psalm 147, verse 3, um, he says, uh, David says, he heals, or it's Asaph for David, whatever. He says, he heals the wound, the wounds of every shattered heart. He heals the wounds of every shattered heart. In Proverbs 15, 13, he says, a glad heart makes a happy face. Now, this is the New Living Translation. A glad heart makes a happy face. A broken heart crushes the spirit. Okay? Now, in recent days, I've had my heart broken. Um, I've had things happen that were... Um, not good broke my heart and um you know my divorce broke my heart and it crushed my spirit it crushed my soul it, it you get depressed you know many times i didn't want to get out of bed i mean it was it was literally an act of god if i was able to get out of bed if, when i got out of bed it was like wow i made it that far and and the thing is i lived i was literally living five minutes at a time I was being brave for five minutes at a time to make it through each day. It was hard. I mean, of recent days, I was dating somebody, and, and, and I had it in my heart uh, to get married. And, and um, after a few years of, of uh, dating, uh, it didn't work out. And, uh, and so, of course, your, your, your heart's going to be broken. I heard somebody say it takes... Eight seconds for a man to fall in love. It takes two weeks or 14 days for a woman. Um, but this was after almost three years, and I just figured that wasn't going to happen. So, of course, I had a broken heart. But a glad heart makes a happy face. I mean, there are people that I run to in the times of sadness, and those are not the complainers. They're not the people that have um, negativity going. I grab people around me that are joyful, that are upbeat, that are, I'm not going to say just positive for, I don't believe, they're biblical thinkers. You know, they, they, they're, up, they're, um, they're optimists, they're not pessimists. They, um, they believe that God can do anything and they walk as such. A glad heart makes a happy face, but a broken heart crushes the spirit. He heals the wounds of every shattered heart, David says, or the Psalms says. So if he heals the wounds of every shattered heart, that means that we're going to have shattered hearts. But he heals them all. I thought it was actually going to be longer for me to be healed of the broken heart that I had when I left Alaska and I got to be by myself for a while. And in fact, I was gone too long before I came back to Reading. And God had to 
God had to really heal my heart. And and I've only been back um, for, well, since the uh, first week of November, I think the 7th, I got here. And God has done so many things already. I was able to go to my, uh, I had a Sunday night service and I went to the, month, the Sunday morning service last week. And God has already done a big, huge healing in my heart. He heals the wounds of every shattered heart. And that partakes of the fellowship of his sufferings. Many people say when you have blood and water coming out of your, out of your body, if you, if you cut yourself and you have blood and water coming out, um, the, the, the strain on your heart was so much that water came out too. And that's what happened in Jesus' body when he was, when he was pierced. Isaiah 42.3 out of the New American Standard says, A bent reed he will not break off. Another version says that a bruised reed he will not, he will not uh, break. A dimly burning wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. God's not going to kick you while you're down. Many Christians do. Many people, church-going people do. True believers don't, but many people do. Now, I remember... When uh, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker fell, um, Jack Hayford went to visit Jim Baker in jail. Many, many people on the radio, I used to work at a radio station, many people brought out their sin loudly, shouted it from the rooftops. One gentleman in particular, and then he was caught uh, picking up prostitutes in his car. I remember one time, and I'll share this, that Benny Ann uh, went before the, um, before the leaders of, of um, went before the leaders of the Assembly of God. <clears throat> and they were, they, they had a whole group there that were ready to take him away and to, you know, destroy him verbally. And it turned out that, you know, after the meeting that they just said, this man is more humble than we are. In Matthew twelve twenty, he said, he won't brush aside the bruised and broken. He will be gentle with the weak and feeble until his victory releases justice. That's, a, that's from Isaiah 42. Matthew's quoting that. Well, Jesus was quoting it, but Matthew was writing it down. He's not going to brush you aside if you're hurting. He's not going to brush you aside if you're broken. He doesn't do that. The fountain of your pleasure, Psalm 51, 17, out of the Passion, says the fountain of your pleasure is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. You will not despise my tenderness as I bow down humbly at your feet. Sometimes we have to lay our broken heart at the, at the foot of the cross and offer it as a sacrifice to Jesus. Many of us hold on to our broken hearts and we, and we don't let go of it. We just want it. I don't know why, but that becomes our identity to the point that that's what our identity is. And then... Um, and I, I, I remember reading this, if we don't take care of our heart, 
of, a, of our wounded heart, we might bleed on other people, and many people do. I know people whose whole lives are wrapped around their pain and their trauma. In Luke 4, 18 through 19, out of the Passion, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to be hope for the poor, healing for the brokenhearted, and new eyes for the blind, and to pre preach to the prisoners, you are set free, etc. But healing for the broken heart. God has anointed Jesus to be healing for the brokenhearted. Not just to proclaim it, but to be it. Now remember, your answer to your prayer is, in the, uh, is the solution. The solution for your problem is the answer. And, 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 and the answer to it all is Jesus. In Isaiah 61, 1, out of the New Living Translation, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted, okay, and to proclaim to the captives that, to, that they will be released and prisoners are freed. Now, captives are when somebody takes you. Prisoners are, are in bondage because of something they did. And God has come, to, Jesus has come to set us free. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted. God's not going to kick you out. Now, I remember I was watching The Chosen, and it always this scene actually is how I always envisioned it. But this man who was lame from birth was at the pool and, and nobody would put him in when the water was stirred up for, you know, and the angel would heal the person that got there first. And he was just laying there and Jesus said to him, do you want to be healed? And he said, yeah, but nobody's, nobody's around to push me in or to throw me into the pool. And then Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. Now, it happened to be the Sabbath when he did that, and the religious leaders got all upset. Now, when God does something that is out of the ordinary, not in a way that, that, um, that con I want to say, conservative groups believe, they get upset at it, and they, um, and they, and they say, well, you know, there are six days to do this. You know, why do it today? Six other days you can heal. Don't take up your bed right now. Well, the guy was gone for like 38, 39 years. <clears throat> he was lame from birth. And God healed him. Why is it such a problem for religious people to take it and go with it? And just say, praise God. Psalm 34, 18, out of the Passion, the Lord is close to all whose hearts are crushed by pain, and he is always ready to restore the repentant one. <clears throat> I often think of widows and widowers. My dad, uh, when my mom died, my dad, my dad lived actually eight more years after, but a lot of times I noticed 
and and um, this is not a this is just a general statement, but most of the time, um, if a spouse dies, the other spouse will die a year later because of the crushing, because of the pain. He is close to all whose hearts are crushed by pain. He's close to you. I have a um, an acquaintance in Arizona who who just had a brain tumor removed, and she goes through it all the time. And, you know, yeah, it would have been great if God had healed it, but he didn't, and he used the doctors to take out, take it out. She's Parts of her are doing better, but other parts aren't. I had a very close friend that had open-heart surgery, and, uh, and, and he was feeling things. But God is close to those who have a crushed heart. So you take courage. God is close to you. He's not going to throw you out. He's not going to leave you abandoned. The church may leave you abandoned. Your family may leave you abandoned. But Jesus is close to all whose hearts are crushed by pain. Psalm 146, verse 8. It says, You open the eyes of the blind and you fully restore those bent over with shame. You love those who love and honor you. You fully restore those bent over in shame. Man puts blame, shame, and guilt on you. Jesus never does. He restores your soul. And David prays in in Psalm 51, Lord, unlock my heart, unlock my lips, and I I will overcome with my joyous praise. The fountain of your pleasure is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart. Unlock my heart, unlock my lips, and I will overcome with my joyous praise. The fountain of your pleasure, and we read this before, is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. Sometimes it has to be an act of your will to um, to sacrifice your brokenness for him. That's not your identity. We are going to we're going to be speaking, and I'm writing a book now. Your identity in Christ, and how it and how it coincides with soul health. That's not the title. It's just what I'm working on. It's an act of your will to sacrifice your shattered heart. It's not your identity. He is your identity. I know uh, I've tried to pray for many people in wheelchairs, and they don't want to be prayed for because, you know, for some reason they think that all you really want to do is to get them out of the wheelchair. How about this? Ask the person. Before you pray for them, what would you like prayer for? I remember I saw this guy uh, over by the um, Sundial Bridge in Reading. He was in a wheelchair, had both feet up. I don't know what happened. But I said to him, what would you like prayer for? And the man looked at me right in the eye. I don't want to get out of this. I said, okay, what do you want me to pray for you? I'm a Christian. I want to pray for you. He said, pray for my mother. And so we prayed for his mother and he started crying. People are not experiments. People are not um, 
clinical tests and ought not to be treated. They're all broken. Now, I, I have tried to pray for people to be healed, and I asked one guy, I said, can I pray for you for healing? And he said, no. I said, why not? And he goes, then I'd be off my disability. People become, get involved in that situation and they don't want to let it go. He's not going to push you aside if you're broken. He's not going to push you aside if you're, uh, if you're, if you're, uh, um, um, shattered. He's close to you and he heals those wounds. Let him heal you. And that word healing doesn't just mean put a band-aid on it. Best way to describe it. What it actually entails is that it goes deep. And I, you know, and, and I like to explain it this way. We had a cat um, back in the 90s. This cat was really adorable. Anyway, um, he would go out and he would beat up raccoons and all this stuff it was really awesome. And, um, and then one day he got into a fight with a raccoon and, uh, he came in, his head was about three times its normal size. He had puncture wounds in his body. And, uh, and what we did was we put Neosporin on it. We were told just put Neosporin on it and, um, and then it'll be fine. So he ran under our bed and he stayed there for an entire week. And uh, he wouldn't come out for anything. He didn't eat, didn't, you know, what, whatever. He just didn't eat. So after a week, uh, they told me to go ahead and just take some milk in an eye drop and just squirt it in his mouth. And we did that. And uh, then he came out. But I noticed on his uh, puncture wounds that they were scabbed over and then all of a sudden they opened and liquid came out and we had to keep cleaning it and all. But I found out that cats heal from the inside out. And so if cats are healing from the inside out, we heal from the inside out. God heals us from the inside out. In 1 John chapter 1, he says... Um, if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse. That word to cleanse and that idea is not just forgive your sin, but to heal you from the reason why it happened. Are you getting this today? Are you broken? Are you hurting? God wants to heal you. Allow Jesus to heal you. Don't give up on worship. Don't give up on reading your word. Personally, I believe that there's a revival to, of reading the word and studying the word happening, especially amongst Pentecostals. Read your word. Get it so far deep inside you that you won't let go of it. So, Father, today I thank you for each of us. I thank you that you heal those wounds of our shattered heart. All those pains, all those things that, that we had gone through are not 
do not push us away from you, but actually bring us closer to you. So thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Show your love right now. You said that you are close to those. That you are close to those who are crushed by pain. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Well, today, uh, I want to remind you uh, as we go into uh, closing here that uh, you can get my two books, From Breakdown to Breakthrough, When Heaven Invades Earth. Sorry, that's Bill Johnson's book. From Breakdown to Breakthrough and SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. It's a devotional. It's a 50-day devotional. And uh, it's, it's geared for five to ten minutes a day. You can get those. You can get these Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. That's how to get in touch with me. Or you can leave a message on Facebook. You can follow me on uh, YouTube. And uh, it's Tom and Sarah. And uh, subscribe to my channel. Um, we go to my podcast, Tom and Sarah. Subscribe to my channel. And, um, and then you can also watch me here. Okay. Uh, well, God bless you guys. Um, I'm really excited about being back in Reading. And that's the best part. And, uh, and, you know, it's just like what God is doing in them. And, uh, pretty soon I'm going to be going, uh, in, into some places to do some ministering, uh, into the streets, into the parks. And, um, I don't know all that, what it's going to look like, but it's going to be fun right now. If I go to the store, I'll try to minister to somebody there. Um, but I want you, I mean, it would be a great, if you could donate something into this ministry. Um, I do have Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, Zelle. Um, whatever you can afford to donate into this ministry to see this thing move forward. Okay, um, we do have needs. We have we have administrative needs. We have uh, website needs, all that stuff. But if you wanted to give, uh, go ahead, message me, send me an email, and I'll tell you how to do it. And uh, even the even the smallest gift helps. I'm gonna start a GoFundMe account. I'm trying to get an e-bike, uh, an electric bike, so I can get around town. Um, so I don't have to buy gas and all that stuff. But if you want to help out, I'm going to start a GoFundMe. I'll put it. Up, I'll put a link up soon. Uh, so if you wanted to do that, that'd be great. Uh, again, email me Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail dot com. And uh, pretty soon on my podcasts and on this, we're going to be having. Um, uh, I'm going to be having guests talk about uh, their books and and. Um, missions trips that they're going to be doing uh and you know so it's not just me and then so you'll be able to um hear them and hear these things that's coming up soon anyway god bless you guys you have a great day and uh, we'll talk to you next time